internet just going. Oh, so you, well, you at least got a few seconds of that happening <laughs> on my side, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cat is being very needy right now, so you might hear her up close. You don't don't even speak to me about needy cats. He's, you know, Thomas was right. I'm on a schedule. He's supposed to get his uh, treat with the pills in it at 7 o'clock, and I was down here farting around. So, you know, it's my fault. Well, quit farting and feed the cat. I can do both at the same time. I've been practicing. <laughs> okay. No fart yeah. jokes in this movie. Poop jokes. Yeah. I Too many poop jokes, but honestly, I was really surprised at how reserved for the time period it was. Because I hadn't seen it since, I mean, I don't even know. It's been a billion uh, years. Well, before we get into Joe Dirt, <laughs> Mel, the the bench warmers. I hated it. I hated it. I wish I hadn't rewatched it. I was, I mean, it's probably a good thing I wasn't on because I don't think I had one nice thing to say. I hated it all. I hate, it was, there, oh, there was just, there was a lot of just poor taste jokes that weren't funny even at the time no you guys like it that's the general yeah we loved it we were (laughs) we were high-fiving and we were like i can't wait to start my own baseball team yeah no we they were like dumb random cutaway stuff that was funny but like outside of that it was i i wish i never watched it yeah that thing you just need to leave just back in the past and never never turn it over again it was rotted yep <laughs> it's it's just like a i mean it's it's a good example of what people thought was a <laughs> was a movie for everyone back in the day like this is this is not insult anyone well and like that's the thing i feel like even whenever we were picking these on that episode we were like oh yeah bench warmers that'll be that'll be like fun to revisit because a lot of people a lot of people like that movie or they think that they, they remember liking it and then you watch it and you're like, oh no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think that might be the worst Happy Madison movie. Oh yeah, it was rough. And, and there's some rough ones that they made and that that might be the worst. Yeah, it, I don't even, yeah. I, I was I so, think... I would have rather been on the episode than what I was doing, but <clears throat> I was just after rewatching it i was like maybe it's a good thing because this thing is i don't have any i don't have anything good to say i it's what 90 it's a little over 90 minutes and it felt like it was so long mm-hmm. i was just waiting for it to be over and i i don't know i did not expect that to be the one out of all these films that i liked the least well um um my friend Jamie his partner she said like, uh, I've watched movies with them. She barely pays attention. And her one takeaway, according to Jamie, was <laughs> um, David Spade can pull off the bowl cut. And that's about the one thing she... <laughs> that pumpkin pie haircut? No. <laughs> I like that take, though. That's ridiculous. It's a little Dutch boy. It's a, yeah, it's a little Dutch boy. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm sure she was playing uh, uh, on her gaming PC at the time, so... She that's like the one thing she noticed I I think. <laughs> I, just the idea of someone looking up be like David Spade's pulling that cut. 
great takeaway. Yeah, she was. Uh, oh, I should I should have brought up the actors' names in this freaking movie so I can make this joke. Jamie Presley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the Jamie Presley in this movie. You know, watching David Spade <laughs> touch his chest and like lift his arms. Dang. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so first, uh, a weird confession. Not a confession, I don't know. Joe Dirt was the first DVD I ever bought for myself. I like, like that. A, yeah. I mean, I was a, it new or was it a... Uh, maybe? Nope. It wasn't, I, wasn't new, new, obviously. Uh, my family didn't switch to DVD fully until 2006. Hmm. We were still, my parents were still dead set on, we have a VHS player, and Blockbuster is down the street, so why do we need DVD? Yeah, my grandma held on to her VHSs for so long. Like, she she got a DVD player as well, but she's like, I'm keeping both. Yeah, but no, uh, We had a ton of movies on VHS, so. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like, I watched it to the point that I listened to the commentaries multiple times. It was the first commentaries I ever listened to. I'm jealous. And it was the first time I realized, I think it's the first time I ever knowingly watched a movie directed by a woman, was Joe Dirt. Mm. So that's where Joe Dirt gets its points. Yep. I didn't realize the name Denny was a lady's name. Very good. I think it's the... Not to bring up yeah. this person, a J.K. Rowling thing of you make the first name not seem that feminine or just use a letter. Oh, yeah. Just so it's easier to... To get by, yeah. Yes. To sell your stuff. She also directed What a Girl Wants with Michelle Trachtenberg. I'm sure I've seen that. I and don't remember it. she a whole lot of TV. Yeah, that's why. Whenever I was looking her up, I, was, I knew it was mostly TV is what I would have seen. Yeah, I'm sure the crew were, was like, we want Dennis Dugan. He, he's fun to hang out with. <laughs> <I'm> at- <laughs> well, well, we got Denny Gordon. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. I bet Dugan well, puts up with their shenanigans more than anyone else. That's why he directs like half of their movies, at least. <laughs> he did. There, there's like a severe cutoff in the last uh, couple years. I don't know if he's been doing something else or whatever. Uh, I'm, yeah, maybe, or maybe he, he has enough money and he doesn't need more money. <laughs> That's true. It could be. He's like, I'm tired of all these goddamn jokes. You guys are too funny. All the time. Just doing the same kind of movie, just every other year. That's got to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's nice. I shouldn't say anything. Maybe it is nice. Yeah, I mean, like you have the. I don't know. Like at, at this level, making the same type of movie every year with the same people must get tiring at, at some, on some level. But at the same time, it's guaranteed You're out with money. Your friends, yeah. Yeah. It's easy mm. money. I get it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of easy money, if. Uh you would like to uh, support the Arbitrary Indiscriminate Movie Podcast, please uh, join our Patreon for a single dollar a month. You can have access to our episodes where we pick the random movies for our series. Now, this is the last movie in our David Spade special series. 
Uh, Joe Dirt was Mel's pick because she said uh, it was her favorite movie of all time mm-hmm. after The Boondock Saints. Is that yep. is that what I remember? Yeah, you're quoting me directly from that episode, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you feel being a war criminal? <laughs> Uh, no, uh, if I may, uh, I, I used to love this movie and watch it. This was a movie me and my friends tossed on all the time. And if you had asked me uh, a month ago what funny jokes are in this movie, I wouldn't have had any memory, which is the funny thing. I was like, I remember him talking to Dennis Miller and me really not liking the way Dennis Miller's treating him. And, well, they, they play him like that in this movie. That makes sense. Uh, but wow, that was a somehow became a black hole, and and this rewatch didn't bring back any like pleasant memories. <laughs> uh, it did for me in a sense of my friends and I would just like quote random stuff from it. Uh, n- none of the gay, none of the gay jokes, just like the random like really stupid <laughs> stuff. But yeah. like watching this again, I was like, oh, it's Forrest Gump, but with homophobia. Okay, cool. Mm. I yeah there are a lot of there's a lot of poop and a lot of like a lot of gay jokes but the weird thing for me that I it's there's no like you don't hear the f word which was very nice Mm. and there's no f word no r word and there's no like no they do they do say the r word but it's it's a flashback when he's a kid walking along the railroad tracks Oh, One yeah. of the kids is like, he must be our word. And the other kid's, oh, hey, our word. I didn't even catch that. Oh, see, well, then I take that back. Because I was like, finally, one of these comedies from this time period that's not just dropping those bombs. Um, we, we can all agree it's aged better than Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I, I haven't seen it in a while, but. I mean, that one has, uh, I believe, some trans jokes in it. Mm, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there because there's like yeah, there's like a whole segment with that. Yeah, uh, like even though they're gay jokes in Joker, it's not to the extent of the Benchwarmers where, where they go, "Ew, they're gay," which is almost word for word a joke from the Benchwarmers. Yeah, well, and there's one point where I can't remember. Um, someone comes up to him and what's the situation it's something like the joke is oh that guy likes to see homos naked and he's like man that's cool like whatever i appreciate that joe dirt himself is not like a disgusting dumb homophobe Mm -hmm. yeah that's even though the joke is still you know yeah that's the one part i kind of had a strong memory of because it's uh blake clark oh yeah yeah yeah, I I love when he shows up in his movies because it's sparkle like hey it's that it's that uh kind of goofy guy with the funny voice, yeah. He's the same ca- same character. Same from character and the yeah, boy. exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 um, uh, Mel, uh, what's your history with this? Uh, I definitely bought the DVD of this. I know that, and I think the first couple of times I watched it was with, I was with my older brother. It's who I watched pretty much everything with, but, um a weird connection I have to this and the this is like you can even cut this because I'm this is like name droppy but not cool name droppy it's really dumb all right but uh my dad at the time was touring with a guy who was the opener for Kid Rock during 
like this time period so just as a note oddly enough kid rock was like their crew was like some of the nicest to my dad's like team like the kid rock himself and everyone that like all of his road crew and the different bands that they were touring with were super nice like really good guys it was them and shooter jennings were like some of the nicest entertainers that they're around because a lot of musicians are just like dicks so he was super nice that's good good that start stardom didn't (laughs) equal abuse for him yeah you know but i mean what i what i was thinking is uh, some of the nicest people in the world are probably just horrible (laughs) racist or horrible freaking uh you know uh, homophobic people or whatever because yeah. it's like it's it's that church nice like oh yeah. my god you're so nice but that's not I think that's different like that's a good working relationship yeah, yeah. so God um, bless you Kid Rock just kidding <laughs> no uh, did you guys read that review I sent you from Letterboxd of Joe Dirt I clicked into it and I was so annoyed I was just like <laughs> like full on like okay he got me because I was like I was expecting it to be dumb and I was like. It was dumb, but it made me laugh, and I really didn't want it to. Uh, Joel, did you read it? <laughs> he only says I got poo on me once in the movie, okay? It's not... <laughs> I know. It's like, I want the remix. Like, I got poo on me, I got poo on me, I got, I got, There's I got There's way too me. much poo in this movie. And it's like the same gag over and over again. More than I would like. <sighs> yeah, it's... I don't know, like, it, it's weird watching this, because it... it it's a lazy happy mass and comedy, but it's also one of their first ones. And and seeing compared to later stuff, it's like, oh, they actually tried yeah. in this one. Well, and it has that like underbelly of like sweetness to it that's genuine that I feel like is missing on a lot of the newer ones too. And uh, David Spade co-wrote. He co-wrote this one. It's like, oh, maybe that's why he's trying because he like he he has an investment in the material. What year? Is this 2000? 2001. 2001. So he's like not that far removed from SNL at this point, really. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. A couple of decades. No, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> what, like five, six years, something like that? Yeah, not that long. Mm-hmm. He, um, I was watching uh, part of the interview, uh, Good Morning America, or whatever it was. I was just talking to Spencer about that before we were recording. I can't remember already, but um, he was he was being very uh, he wasn't being jokey when he was talking to the person who was interviewing him. You know, he was he seemed honest and and happy that he got to do the project. But one thing that stuck out was he was like uh, the the interview was asking him like, oh, so uh, working with Adam, but from behind the camera, kind of that. How did that work? He's you know he's kind of your boss, but he's also kind of your friend and. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Adam's easy to get along with. Um, the you know, every once in a while, the the worst he would do is like, oh yeah, you did that joke real funny. Um, this is how I would do it, you know. And that's that's the thing. And I was like, how how many times did that actually happen, David? Because I'm not I'm not feeling you in some of these jokes, like. And and it has to be the character he's playing is this slightly. Uh, empathetic, or not slightly empathetic, he's an empathetic uh, loser who is not a loser for his own responsibility, by his own responsibility, it's like I don't, I don't know, what's I don't, um, it's like little orphan Annie like, 
like for the some world reason. just the world shaped him to be who he is. Right, but yeah. they, they uh, have such a high spirit. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine, maybe you, Joel, Ronnie Gardaki, um, hates this movie because to him it's this it's um uh, that's what I'm looking for. It, it treats poverty and lower class people in a in a bad way. And that got me thinking because he loves Trailer Park Boy, Trailer Park Boys, and <laughs> he's talked about Trailer Park Boys in terms of like it doesn't treat the white trashiness in terms of like as the joke. It treats them as they just kind of are in that situation. And him's talking about how this, how Joe Dirt treats it, being poor as like uh, in a lazy way. Like I kind of see where it's coming from, but it doesn't feel malicious to me. Yeah, to me it's like dumb. Which I kind of hate this phrase, but it's dumb but harmless. Like I don't, I don't think it's mean spirited. But I mean, at the same time, that's if people take it that way, that's fair. I mean, I I I totally get that. Like, and I think that it probably does more more stereotypical damage about people from the South and like what we assume about them. Just, Just like most movies can't help themselves but do um is joe Dirt like from the south where is he from is he well just, uh i got more like trailer park was from him than like south well i don't know well his um the movie opened with a song sweet home alabama yeah and his parents have louisiana license plates so oh okay just because david spade wasn't doing the accent doesn't mean he wasn't from the south <laughs> okay no, I'm joking. Uh, like, I, I noted I that. I feel like, I don't know, I have nothing to base this on other than I feel like I read it, so it's, it might not be true. I feel like he might be from Arizona. Maybe. Oh, he, David Spade is from Arizona. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm just saying, because yeah. I think I read something where he was like, I actually relate a lot to Joe Dirt more than I would like to admit. That's what he was saying, that maybe you watched the <laughs> the Today Show episode that I was watching, because that's what he said, and it was... Like specifically, like I relate to it more than I would like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that really stuck out this time was uh, I forgot how funny Walken was in this, and this is before so Walk before Walken like became a a joke of a joke where it's like, okay, this the the you it ran its course already, buddy. Um, but like one uh, that and. I was surprised to see both Farley brothers in it, John and Kevin. One of them looked very much like Chris Farley, you know, at this young, and he had a little more weight around his face than I've seen him in other movies. Um, the one that was like, oh, you're Joe Dirt. Weren't you with uh, Buffalo Bob? Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> you know, uh. But uh, I I don't I did not spot the other one. I was not I the security guard in the beginning. Oh, there's oh the guy that uh, doesn't want to let him in because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, and the guy and he like he he like caresses the uh, the the blocking stick thing. Yeah, <laughs> the guarder like did did they hurt your baby? Which that kind of did make me laugh <laughs> a little bit. And one other thing, and just like seeing Rosanna Arquette in it, it's like, oh, I didn't really like as a kid, I know didn't know who she was, and now I've mm-hmm. seen like After Hours and other stuff, like, 
oh, it's her. Why is she yeah. in this movie? Yeah, this it kind of has a crazy cast. Like, there's a lot of people that I forgot about. She did a couple of comedies around this time. She was also in the the whole nine yards with yeah Matthew Perry and Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and Amanda Peet and other oh uh, rest in peace. Uh, the name of that actor michael clark duncan mm-hmm. and uh also no i'm just kidding. <laughs> i just named the entire cast you're like speaking actually of, if you guys just want to talk about the whole nine yards right now yeah, i'm ready speaking of a movie i've seen more than 10 times for some reason i've seen oh, yeah. that movie a lot too my grandmother loved it i don't know why i mean it's fine yeah. uh, oh and joe don baker is in this and i totally forgot he was in this yeah yeah wouldn't you even know Back when I saw this, I'm like, I, I wouldn't know who that guy is. Oh, maybe I recognized him from, like, Goldeneye, but definitely not any of his older work or anything like that. Just, yeah. just a surly drunk man. I felt really bad for his character, and it, there's no way <laughs> my level of empathy, I, I'd say even in my, like, earlier 30s, would have been at the level where I would have been, like, this poor man is an alcoholic. He's obviously destitute in in a way that makes him super depressed about his life. You know, he, he really needs some help. But uh, and then he loses a foot, which makes it even worse. Okay, <laughs> like, this is supposed to be funny. Remember, and, he kills a dog. Oh wait, yeah. But uh, yeah, I hated that so much. But yeah, that- I didn't remember him actually shooting the dog, and then because it's like, oh, the dog's gonna get hurt hunting. Like I couldn't, I did not remember what happened to the dog at all. And it was just weird because I've seen this a billion times, but whenever he shot him, I was just like, oh man, okay, all right. Yeah, and we can't forget the biggest name Adam Beach, aka Slipknot from the Suicide Squad original. I thought you were going to say Fred Ward or like Tyler Main. That's not no. what I <laughs> Because remember in the movie, they hype up like, it's Slipknot, holy shit, and then he dies he immediately. He can escape from anything. <laughs> Yes, I know. That. Oh, okay. I I know this actor from uh, Smoke Signals, and he's a. I'll think he is is in a Law and Order, but I forgot which Law and Order it is. One of those Law and Orders. <laughs> there have been so many. That's, Maybe yeah. Criminal Intent. One of the ones I haven't seen a whole lot of. Well, that really sucks. The Native American actor, and they kill him in like the first thirty minutes. Of, I'm sorry, the first hour of Suicide Squad because it takes a long time for that movie to get started. Um, yeah, no, Q. Uh, a lot, Spencer. <laughs> Q. House of Rising Sun. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh, let's see. I the lady who tries to give him the Hemi. Uh, I recognize from no. Groundhog Day. She was the woman that uh, asked him if he would like any coffee. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over. I don't remember. No, if you guys know the plot of that movie, but it's like this. No. Hmm? Somebody's cat's trying to argue with me. Oh, once they had an opinion. How dare you? There, there were two super uh, buff, cool dudes, at least as I thought of them. Uh, Tyler Maine from like X Men, and then Brian yeah. Thompson. Oh, I loved. I love any time Brian Thompson pops up in something. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it uh, wasn't doing this <laughs> well i don't know i didn't i really didn't mind it i know it's weird like what they're parroting like i i thought it was fine i was like mm. the, this feels appropriate in this movie 
I think I, I think that uh, it was his uh, Joe Dirt's interactions with Buffalo Bob was funny when he was in the pit. Like, all right, all right, jeez, <laughs> uh, you're always making a big deal about it. <laughs> like, yeah, I liked him reading bits from Auto Trader up at him. I don't know. It made me laugh. It's it was so stupid. Every time I laughed, it was just like I shouldn't. I should be ashamed. But it made me yeah. laugh. Uh, I think. God, I think the first time I saw Science of the Lambs, my reaction was, "Oh, the this is where where Joe Dirt got that thing from." <laughs> uh, that's that's an amazing revelation. Mm-hmm. Be like, wait a minute! I thought they were just being freaking weird. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about it because it feel it could have been worse with the like the gay joke there, but. It's well, it, it's still not great, but it's but again compared to to Benchwarmer, it's like oh, there's actually some a little bit of thought put into like the offensive jokes here. Not uh, not a lot of thought, it's a little bit more thought than Benchwarmers. Yeah, I oh, I yeah. think that this has like Family Guy level jokes, wherein like some things will just be. Uh, Looney Tunes level exaggerated. Some things will seem kind of random out of left field, and and I don't mean that as a put down. I just mean that kind of like as a style. And Benchwarmers tried to do that, but make it a family movie. Also, that sucked, but it wasn't a family movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, for uh, before I move past this, the Brian Thompson uh, something that occurred to me. Uh, you know, people are talking about how transphobic. <laughs> The, the Silent of the Lambs part is and like seen that movie so many times and until I started listening to people who were affected by it I had, I had no freaking idea you know I didn't I didn't think it was right but I didn't think it was uh also like kind of hateful uh and this I feel like this the this parody scene in this movie made it pretty fucking obvious to me like because they're making fun of the like and exaggerating the things that they were thinking and i was like was this what the average person was thinking when they saw buffalo bill in silence of the lambs like oh he's so gay and eccentric and he's a murderer just like all gay people you know i don't i don't know well because like all the jokes towards him at like joe after that point is like we heard you had that run run in with Buffalo Bob and it's like, that's not all he did to you. We heard. And it's just like the guy was almost murdered, but the joke is like gay stuff implied. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It is super weird. Yeah. It's just the prison rape joke, basically just keeps going. And yeah, but, uh, not to bring up uh, horror queers too much, but there's an episode (laughs) they did on, on science of the lambs where, um, uh, one, I think, one of the two hosts, Tracer Joe, said they for like they 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 remember a family member talking about that weird uh, T word character from that movie, and it's like, and they have a distinct memory of just like the homophobia within from within like the people around them discussing the movie. Mm-hmm. I you know. The, uh, <laughs> People grow. People yeah. can learn. We, we just all have to hope that people will. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So like you know it, I'm I'm sure if you like I know I my well my mom didn't see it in a theater that's too scary for her but my dad definitely did, and I wonder what my dad thought at the time because I imagine it probably wouldn't be something <laughs> he he'd want to set a repeat something he'd want out there now. Right. Yeah. My mom, she she read the books and she watched the movie. She loved it, but that was one of two films that, because I didn't, ha- I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on with you guys multiple times before. But uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of censorship in our house. But she put a limit on two movies. It was The Exorcist and Silence of the Lambs because, mm-hmm. and the thing that I think I kind of just realized is in her. Uh, so like the stipulation was I could watch them but I needed to be like 12 like I couldn't watch them before that because I watched so much stuff when I was so young and uh, she the thing with that is she with silence specifically she didn't want me to watch it because serial killers were a real thing that was very scary and like so much nastiness in the world that's Hmm. not like a Freddy Krueger you know so never once was that a conversation where it was like you can't watch it because there's like weird gay stuff in it which that's that's really nice that that was never a fear she had you know what i mean like that's not the concern of of not wanting me to watch that because being midwestern and very religious that's that's never a thing that she um considered makes sense to me yeah (laughs) It should be the violent parts that, that people are scared of. Yeah. Uh, spe- speaking of serial killers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially when you were talking about. Oh, oh no, no, no. Uh, you were talking about how. Uh, and Christopher Walken was on the boat. <laughs> oh, that's true, but I, I'm pretty sure we know whose hands were bloody in that situation. Yeah. Chris, Christopher, like after it happened, he walked out, and he had a plate of shrimp, and he was like, What did I miss? You know, that's, <laughs> that's a terrible. Christopher Walken impression. Anyways, what I wanted to say was, Spencer, you were talking about how you didn't know who Rosanna Arquette was at the time, and this mm-hmm. time you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know who uh, <laughs> Richard Ramirez was. <laughs> and so when she's like, oh, yeah, they did the age thing, and my father looked like Father Time. <laughs> my mother looked weirdly masculine, kind of like Richard Ramirez, you know, the Night Stalker. And I went, ha! <laughs> because it was, it was like one of those, like, that joke is very shocking because I know who that is now. <laughs> not necessarily funny, but definitely I did not see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, and a bit part guy who had the car salesman, Richard Griel. Yeah. How you say mm-hmm. it? The guy from Office Space, the jump to conclusions. <laughs> yes, that guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love when he shows up and stuff. But he's been tainted for me because I have seen uh, Palindromes, where he plays Dr. Dan. Mm. And uh, there's some implied... That's a Todd Salons movie. And there's some implied stuff with that character in his sequence. Like, ugh, I can't look at you the same way anymore, Richard. You're too good at being a, a potential pedophile. You feel that way about that uh, that other guy? 100%. Every time I see Philip Baker or Philip Hall. No, Philip what? Baker Harl's the old guy that's in the P.T. Uh, Anderson stuff. What's his name? Uh, I know you're I know talking. Him. Yeah. Yeah, every time I see him, my first thought is 
Oh no, I hope he's not a pedophile again. <laughs> he was born with that face. It's not his fault. <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, it's, we're oh, going to uh, talk about realistic percent. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, and, uh, and also, if you if you haven't seen Palindromes, anyone listening, or you two, uh, warning, there is a lot of deeply upsetting things in that movie, and uh, and it, it, does, it treats some of it in a way that's weird, uh, trying to be shocking, and some of it's trying to be like, say something. It's a weird movie that is uh, not for the faint of heart. And I don't recommend it because it's. I don't think it's that good to begin with. It's half, half of a good movie, half of a. What the fuck are you doing, Todd? He's in a. Oh, you said it's the Todd Salons movie, so yes. that's that's what I knew. I was. It's it's going to be too gross for me. I don't yeah, know what his tamest movie is. Don't tell me. Oh, his first movie is his tamest movie. You son of a! I told you. Oh, tell me. I didn't it, realize this guy was also in uh, Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie one. Oh, yeah. He's the security guard in the beginning. I think Richard Real. No, I don't think he's in The Thing. That's someone else I'm thinking of. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Wilford Brimley. Yep, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have a mustache. That's why you got mixed up. Okay. <laughs> So, what do you guys want to talk about? Shit or poop? Oh, my gosh. I really enjoyed seeing uh, Tyler Maine go up in flames. And not, not because I have anything against Tyler Maine. It's just on the checklist of the three things I really like. It's uh, stunt people falling off of buildings, stunt people on fire, and the uh, combination is when you know you've got a perfect movie. It doesn't matter how bad the movie was before. Suddenly the movie gets five out of five stars. Well, Tyler Maine is the remake of Zombie um, Halloween, Michael Myers. And he's like almost seven feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like the look of him. Yeah, And seeing him next to David Spade, you never get a clear shot of the height difference. It's always kind of like... A lot of like forced perspective, not forced perspective. It's not like side by side. Clearly, you see like he's over a foot taller. It's shot in a kind of a weird way. It's like, are they trying to hide the fact David's n- not that tall compared to Tyler Maine? Well, I don't know. Cause like, I mean, I mean, he, t- yeah, I mean, he's almost seven foot, so like, you I can't think hi- just yeah. not even to like hide the fact because David Spade doesn't like. Uh, I mean. He's completely fine with how tall he is, but um, I think that probably just for the shot, like it's, I mean, that's why a lot of people have to stand on, you know, like uh, Apple boxes and stuff just be, just to have the same, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You, well, you guys he, know. Well, yeah. David would need a couple Apple boxes. <laughs> Tyler is like an insanely tall human. Yeah. But I was thinking that too. It was like you never like they shoot. It's they're never side by side at all in the shot, and it's like, well, they can't be side by side. It's just they would not both fit. Hmm. I I enjoy the oil uh, thing of David uh, <laughs> Spade looking like he's really. A, I mean that that looked like he was on a real oil rig and getting sprayed with probably not actual oil, but something. They did a good job of that. Yeah. That's okay. We, I think that may be my favorite scene in the entire movie. No, that's not true. I have to think uh, about this. Mine, I was my oh, probably just all the Christopher Walken stuff when he's like, uh, Kansas, 
Yeah, she has gone down. <laughs> she has gone down in New York City. <laughs> oh, I'm a local, born and raised. Kansas. Yeah. I love when Walken does comedy. He's him on SNL is so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the the first person. Like, oh, <laughs> welcome to my apartment again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So funny. Yeah, I I hadn't. Um, I really wanted to watch the Willem Dafoe one that just happened. Oh yeah, I I was kind of interested. I don't watch SNL now. But it's like I'd watch that. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. <laughs> uh, have either of you seen Making of a Murderer? Yes. I've seen the parody. It's always Sunny did. As soon as David Spade started reading that Auto Trader magazine, like living in that farm with the uh-huh. people. He starts traveling the world. I was like, "Why is this ringing at bell?" Oh my god! <laughs> Auto Trader magazine. She's coming to take photos. Like, Great, another association. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but you said always sunny. There's a funny always sunny connection in this. Um, I don't know her name, but the girl who plays Brandy, she's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's an Always Sunny. She's... Brittany Daniel. Yep. Yes. She, in the show, is trans. Yeah, And, uh, Ra, uh, uh, Mac is the one who, 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 the hookups with her and mm-hmm. Mac. This is before he come, came out on the show. Like, one of the many things leading to his character, uh, the reveal is the character being gay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, uh, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about this movie overall, because it's kind of just fine, but mm. there are some clear issues with it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't feel as, as insidious as, like, some lower tier comedies of the era can feel. But it's also, like, I have fond memories of it, because, like, me and my friends would quote, like, the, like all the dumbest stuff from it, like the kicking wing, like firework <laughs> stuff. Like we thought that was the funniest thing when we were sixteen. So like I kind of like it, it's nostalgia combined with like kind of harmlessly being offensive. I don't I don't know. Like I I I wouldn't watch this again because it's kind of like just fine. Cause I've seen it to the point where like it it just felt like I'm eating like a bowl of Campbell's soup. Not 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 like homemade soup, but like Campbell soup. Where it's like, yeah, it, it's fine. It's just like the regular original chicken noodle, and you're like, it kind of burns my throat, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm temporarily filled up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like it enough, but eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she doesn't. Brittany Daniel doesn't get to do much other than fawn over Joe Dirt in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the let, let me talk about this uh, some some moments of sexism here that I think were very excellently done. In fact, if you go on YouTube and you search Joe Dirt, this specific scene is cut out of the movie. Now, I'm not saying that I've watched that scene a bunch of times, but let me describe it to you in in accurate detail. Um, no, <laughs> just that I I liked that when you know Brittany shows up or uh, what is her name in the the movie Brandy. Brandy. Brandy shows up and on her horse and Kid Rock with his goons and 
and Joe Dirt are all standing, staring, and and then as she's getting off the horse, they do the the jaw zoom where they where they're staying stationary, but it looks like the background is moving just just because they, they get a quick peek at her ass, and I was like, yeah, that's probably happened to me like in real life as like jaws do a jaws zoom kind of male gaze type thing. I didn't think it was that bad in that sense. Uh, not necessary for the movie, obviously, but when it, when no. it comes to male gaze, uh, that's we're idiots. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. I mean, we you were a teenager once. You thought you were being subtle then. You were doing the jaw zoom. We were. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mouth hanging open. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you okay? Uh, yeah. Just watching this, like I, I all I remembered was like honestly Brittany Daniels and like Daisy Dukes and like crop top, like little like the little, like uh, I I don't say Native American like the like that weird frilly, shirt half shirt she's oh, wearing. Oh, like the like the crocheted knitted top. Thing. Yes, and like yeah. that's all I remembered from her. And watching it again, it's like, yep, <laughs> that's all she gets to do really, just be hot and. uh yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I thought she was in the movie more. So rewatching it, that was a thing where I was like, "No, she's not. She's got like what, like three, four scenes." Yeah, she really gets left behind. Like it's not not even like peeking in her. I mean, I understand Joe Dirt's the protagonist, but like Jamie Presley has more to do in it. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't even think they they use her to her full extent. Oh she's, yeah, yeah. She is super funny. Yeah. Yeah, like her monologue of a like, ball through a wall. Like I have <laughs> a very like that like it, like burned my memory. Like at all of her lines at the carnival. Because <laughs> like that that's like that like because uh, we were talking about before like how with the Happy Madison movies they don't get funny women, and like this is like the the one exception. Where it's like, oh, you got a woman who's actually really funny to be funny in this, and it totally works. We're, yeah, uh, I think Rosanna Arquette is hilarious in this too, like when it, especially compared to everybody else, the things that she's saying, like uh, <laughs> at the end of the movie when she's like, "I sold the gator farm after that gator bit off my middle finger, middle and thumb finger, <laughs> my hand or whatever, my thumb." And I was like, "That she was getting another bird." I was like, "They don't say that, but that's." I was like, that's that's a little creative. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I wonder like does Adam, is was Adam Sandler like a, a John Belushi type behind the scenes of shade to women? Or does like I don't think so. Or yeah, I've, just, ne- I've never heard anything come out about it. Now that doesn't mean anything cuz often you don't, yeah. but I've never heard anything. Cuz like But yeah, he, they don't he doesn't put a lot of really funny women in films. Cause, like, he, he, he gets to his buddies, like, like, Tim Meadows and shit always has some, always has, like, a scene or two, but watching this is, like, this, all these movies uh, so closely, it's like, man, what, like, where's, like, I don't know, I'd expect, like, Sarah Silverman or someone to, sh- to like, show up in one of his movies at some point. I'm, yeah, but then again, it's he is just he's making movies with his buddies, and he doesn't really have a stable of like female actors or actresses that he pulls in for this type of stuff. So 
it, I feel like he does just pick like, okay, it's like the hot chick that can be kind of funny. Here we go. Like just whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I guess that's fine too. There's room for everything. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have to be the guy that, that puts, you know, women in a place like that. It's just like, again, I think for what these films are, it's like a lot of them are not, not my thing, but a lot of people like them and they seem to be making a ton of money for Netflix. So, cause they keep churning them out. Sure. Yeah. I just put yeah, on I'm... a new one a couple weeks ago or <laughs> last week. Yeah. yeah. I um... think I read that they're doing murder mystery party two. I don't know if that's what that's called, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, you, you're talking about the Kevin James is a football coach. Yeah, um, Ronnie Gardaki watched it, and he, I believe, he hated it. But <laughs> Gardaki has like, very strong opinions about everything. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like other than the trailer, but uh, trailer park boys, I'm not sure he likes anything. He has a very mean sense of humor, and sometimes I think it's a joke to the point that, like, on Facebook. I forgot what the joke was. Like, someone famous just died, and someone was like, "That's offensive." And and he and he was trying to. He is like in character, kind of being like a jackass. But like, that's kind of his. That's that's his whole thing. <laughs> like, it's a very particular sense of humor that can be very off-putting to some people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it sounds it's, like the person I am not friends with. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I think he's really funny sometimes and sometimes it goes a little too far Mm. that's what people say about me too no wait no never mind my my offensive humor days are over so he gets covered with shit no uh yeah and ron howard's dad says i cracked a line like is the guy who says that that's a that's a shitter tank or whatever yeah yeah, I told you, people, it ain't no bomb. <laughs> it's a septic tank from an RV. And knocks it. Yeah, I'm not getting anything off the top. Yeah, uh, let's, the, let's look at the chocolate pudding from, like, Sallow. It doesn't... It wasn't that gross to me. Yeah, that that diarrhea looked delicious. What? <laughs> uh, I mean, it did... Yeah, it looked like soft yeah. serve or something like that. Uh, still, it, I'm still not going to eat it. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, anyway, in Sallow, they eat chocolate pudding. In case anyone's wondering about that scene, it, it really—it's not that gross. There, there's worse things in the movie besides the, besides that stuff. Mm. Yeah, you—you've uh, you've seen quite a few movies where people consume shit. Only two. Like to me. That's that's more two more than me. No, possibly one more than me. I feel like I have seen something. No, oh, I've never seen Eight Crazy Nights, but those aren't people. Those are reindeer, and it's also a cartoon. Uh. Did you guys realize that? Oh, mm-hmm. something. <laughs> I'm sorry. One of the, one of the sh- shirts that uh, Spade is wearing, uh, I think when he's trying to hitchhike at one point, uh, he has a sign that says, will not kill you or something like mm-hmm. that. He's wearing a shirt that said, I choked Linda Lovelace. <laughs> Once again, a joke I would not have gotten when this movie came out. And now I'm like, oh. Wow. That took a second. <laughs> I don't know if anyone who else who sees that is going to necessarily understand what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, would you guys rather watch this or Forrest Gump? This. This is substantially shorter, I think. And, uh, 
it would probably it makes me way less angry. Like this movie didn't make me angry. Angry. It just kind of was. It's kind of like mostly boring, which is surprising. Because a lot of stuff happens in it, but it's like whatever. What about you? Yeah, I'd rather watch this than Forrest Gump. And you gotta you gotta give us a different now. Okay, would you rather watch Joe Dirt or? Never mind. I can't ask you the wrong Missy. I already know Spencer's answer. Uh, wrong Missy. Yeah. I don't. Oh God. I don't have an answer for that. I think I. I think I'd probably least, watch Joe Dirt again. I think which at I least, I didn't yeah. dislike Wrong Missy. I just feel like the. I mean, we talked about it. I just feel like this goes by faster for me. This has a scene where. David Spade is in a giant alligator's puppet's mouth and gets swung around. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I remember, the closest thing the wrong Missy had to that was a shark killing people or something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was up left. Yeah, I, I appreciate the, the bad wig joke in the beginning where they fully acknowledge this wig sucks. My, my I, thought, first, I thought that was his natural hair. What the hell? Well, are you my first about? notes was the bad wig, and then uh, like the next minute was like, "Oh, that could explain that away." Okay, that that's a smart choice. <laughs> I didn't even remember that it was a wig. Once again, from how long ago I saw it, I thought it was he was just supposed to be. He's a redneck. He's got he's got a mullet, just like all them rednecks. Yeah, uh, the, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, and, like, there's some, like, I mentioned in, in the, like, the Benchwarmers one, like, there's an attempt at trying to have, like, recurring jokes and themes of jokes that doesn't really work, and in here, like, there's a, a recurring theme of, like, Pam, like, the, the spray on Pam on stuff that comes up multiple they, times. They put a ton of money. <laughs> Pam, <laughs> Pam invested heavily in this movie. And, and, and but it's not really com. It's not super commented on. It's like if if you remember like certain lines, and then you cut to him later at the carnival with the Pam. It's like, oh, okay, that that's a through line. Like they've actually thought about that. Well, it's like in in yeah, because he whenever he's helping rescue the dog, uh, you know, whenever him and Brandy first meet, he says, "Well, you got to spray Pam on the porch to make sure it doesn't happen again." And then later, him rigging the carnival games. It's it's just those two jokes that I remember. It was like, yeah, I, and I thought the same thing. I was like, they're okay. So Pam's a joke now. All right. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. Mm. Like, oh, they actually thought about like having <laughs> like a recurring thing. That if you pay attention, it's like you know it came up earlier. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there. Oh, <clears throat> uh, sorry. There is also the you know what did Buffalo Bob do him do to him joke thing yeah. and. Uh, I'm sure somebody would be like, "Is he gay?" That's an that's an ongoing joke. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. <laughs> toxic masculinity. At least, at least they don't keep him doing the whole like, like, oh, this fist is gonna do this, and this fist is gonna do that. They only had the the two times. Because that is not a joke. Yeah. Do you think the meteor was a reference to? Not Fright Night. Uh, the meteor shit 
was a reference to uh, Night of the Living Dead. No. <laughs> What's that movie called? The Stephen King is like Jordy or something. Th- anthology movie. Creep Show. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yes. <laughs> I thought you said mythology movie, and I was like, Stephen King mythology. I was like, I mean, I guess there's some mythology in it. I, I went way a different way. I was like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, like, like seeing the meters, like, is this is this like a weird reference to Creep Show? I think it was a weird reference to nothing. Okay, but I, I don't, I don't know. I will say for whatever, for what it's worth, on the the double poop jokes in this movie, <laughs> I was more, far more grossed out by him dipping his fry into the, the ketchup, ketchup that was directly mm-hmm. on the meteorite, rather than the pudding that comes out of the canister. Just for what it's worth. I don't think, as, as as gross as those are, like, I don't think either of them really affected me. Like, the, the blue thing doesn't look like poop, and I don't think no. it's like, this is frozen airplane, you could tell by the peanuts. It's not like we're getting No, a, for me, a it wasn't up. even that it was poop. It was the fact that you just put a condiment on a thing and you're using that as your surface. <laughs> that was what was true. upsetting. If they, like, if he was, like, using a big rock instead, yeah. it would still be just gross. Like, Why? What is the point? I don't know. That rock's his best friend. Don't you eat ketchup with fries <laughs> off your best friend? Yeah, I love to put condiments directly on my best friend and use them as a dipping platter. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm thinking about this, watching this, and seeing the Fairley brothers. If Chris Farley didn't die when he did, do you think he would have just become a happy massing guy that would just cash in and yes. hang out with his buddies? Absolutely. Yeah, why not? What's the alternative? Like, uh, mm-hmm. remake... Uh, a room with a view or something? Because he'd be great in that. Like, I, I, I remember correctly, like, uh, Chris Farley, like, was kind of thin-skinned when it came to criticism of his movies. Because I think it was yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, he was, yeah, he was super sensitive. Like, he was deeply offended that, like, critics ripped that movie apart. And so, like, makes me wonder, like, maybe, like, he would have tried a little bit more than his friends did? I don't. Or maybe uh, not. I, I don't know. He was so self-destructive de- and, and depressed, it seemed like, the same way that I, I I relate to in a way where it's like, I have no self-worth, I feel no self-worth, like, a woman could never be attracted to me, you know, like, he always, I guess he always had crushes on women, but, you know, they'd either end up with one of his, his funny friends, or, you know, he would just never never asked them or something like that like on top of things i'm like so um would i oh god you're making me sad again uh, do you think do you think david ever stole women away from him nah no david's a solid man he's like look chris i'm gonna set you up tonight you can either have the playboy model or <laughs> the other playboy model you tell me what you want no it's like for, on no authority whatsoever but just as an outsider looking in it seemed like the love that he had for him was very very sincere and i don't think he would have ever done that now maybe adam i don't know yeah maybe we or maybe schneider terrible thing with her younger right oh yeah schneider was definitely <laughs> <a> lady killer <laughs> yeah he, he i came across some a, a tweet of his today that Maybe upset because I, I, I made a mistake of looking into the Joe Rogan thing of like 
Oh, no, no, no. The, uh, the, the racist shit he was saying. It's like, no, oh, that's yeah. was a mistake. <laughs> Don't do this again. <sighs> yeah, man, I am like, that is something I am so tired of hearing about Joe Rogan. Like, I just wish, he, I mean, I wish you could just, like, mute the world so I didn't have to hear about him. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, we won't even get into it. He's spewing a lot of <laughs> disgusting rhetoric, and I, I hate it. And he just, uh, it's just flower racist. It. Like, I. Yep. It, it it you can't hide it, and it's just Jesus Christ. It's so He's many a racist idiot. So many white oh. guys are like, he has a point about the black comment. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, white guy, whatever you say. <laughs> You're what? like, it might be time for you to realize that you too are a racist. So that's interesting. <laughs> like if if Ugh. you think he has a point, you're also racist. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, I uh, when I started going to therapy about two. Two years ago now my first therapist was this guy and he seemed like a really nice guy but uh i knew things were not going to work out and luckily he had to move on to a different thing i got a different therapist but uh one of the first red flags was he was like oh me and my wife our favorite movie is boondock saints we watch it like once a month at least and I was like, uh, I don't know. Some people do actually like that movie. This is probably fine. Like, I think you grow out of it or, or whatever. And then uh, another time I was talking blah, blah, blah about, you know, people like Joe Rogan having like Milo, whatever the asshole's name was on it. And oh, he was yeah. like, well, I listen to Joe Rogan. And, uh, you know, it's, that's one of the important things. He has people from both sides on there to, well, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if this is going to work out. <laughs> Yeah, once uh, when I was in college, I, the first time I listened to him uh, for a bit, and uh, it was just like UFC, weed, and like, and that was kind of the two things. Like aliens. Like the last yeah. time I heard anything about Joe Rogan before mm-hmm. all of this, just uh, all of it was yeah, like because I I had listened to a couple you know episodes here and there whenever there was a guest on that I had any interest in, and it was like fine, like just fine. Like, whatever. But he wasn't talking about anything that mattered to me. It was just mildly interesting, you know, stuff. Yeah, and he's... I don't know what uh, happened, but it's like, he's not even that guy anymore. Yeah, like, he's Not to, to say Duncan he wasn't Trussell. always racist and stupid, yeah. but... He used to have Duncan Trussell on a lot, and Duncan Trussell is one hilarious, and, like, a genuine real weird... A real weirdo with, like... But, like, super sweet and sincere and, like, really lovable... Mm-hmm. But I don't. But I really wonder if they're still friends, because like what you started into, I don't think Duncan would tolerate. Duncan yeah. Trussell, he's uh, he has a show on. Uh, I think maybe one season on Netflix. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Jared Gilman uh, told me about it. He really likes it. It's like a, a kind of a stoner, weird show, but like it's philosophical and odd like if you ever watch Drunken History Duncan Trussell was on there and he'd always get really philosophical and cosmic talking about things and to a point that uh, my partner watched it and she, he's, she's like who is this guy? I'm like oh that's just Duncan Trussell he is, he is just like that as a person <laughs> this isn't an act <laughs> he's just like philosophical and cosmic and like super empathetic it's a cool way to be be a lot cooler if everyone was. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't a stoner laugh. That was like a 
killer clown laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, a joke I forgot to mention. The uh, the the lady who sells him the Hemi, when she's like, "Oh, uh, here's my husband's car," and you have that like really yeah. brief exchange where she describes killing him, <laughs> and it's so casual. <laughs> Yes. And well, and I like that she still went on to explain, like, oh, he was really talented. He was great at, you know, doing police sketches and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I did like how it's just dropped and then right on to the next thing. Uh, that the, the, the part of that that made me laugh was when they showed uh, David Spade's reaction and he pauses and then he goes, good for you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> sincerely good for you. So that was one that oh, made yeah, me Oh, yeah, because she says, like, he... he hit her and stuff and yeah he's yeah. like shocked shocked at the murder for for a second he does uh, the same the, thing with christopher walken he's like oh yeah she was gunned down in in new york city and he's like uh he has like the same like shocked reaction of like encountering a weirdo mm-hmm. um let's see yeah the richard ramirez thing i already mentioned <clears throat> Uh, something that was very specific to me that made me laugh, and I wonder if this is like something you used to quote with your friend Spencer, mm-hmm. when he's talking to uh, Kicking Kicking Wing. Kicking Wing. I'm surprised no one. I guess the joke is supposed to be obvious for, for that. Yes, uh, it is. Talking about explosive fireworks, and he, he said, "Why are they good? Might as well ask why. Uh, why are trees good? Why is the sunset good? Why are boobs good?" And uh, <laughs> to, to talk about the other Please Don't Send Me an Outer Space podcast uh, that I used to do, on the episode for uh, Stone Cold, the awesome biker movie starring that uh, Brian... Uh, uh, Joel, you should insert a sound of shattering glass when you say Stone Cold. <laughs> it's not that Stone Cold. Okay. What are you talking about? Never mind. Don't worry about it. You Melanie, watch that movie. It's Melanie knows movie. what I'm talking about. I, the the song's playing in my head right now. <laughs> anyway, in there, I posit that explosions are nature's boobs because you you can't look away, and almost everybody thinks they're kind of interesting. Anyways, uh, obviously that uh, is not something I should share with anybody ever again. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Shit joke. Big Pam sponsorship. When when he sprayed the Pam on those dishes mm-hmm. that people are trying to throw their guns in, I was like, is that what they actually do? Because <laughs> I can never get a coin. Yeah, because I was the, I was like, would that... I thought the same thing. I was like, would they... Would that work? Spraying <laughs> the Pam, would that work in the way? And I was like, because... I mean, I don't know. Who's to say? Uh, and I think the the last two jokes that actually made me laugh was when they were at the school and the little kids uh, in there doing the science experiment. And when it messes up, he goes, oh, no, killer mustard gas. <laughs> and they all start falling. <laughs> Just the way the kids said that was very good. And then when they haul the supposedly dead uh, Christopher Walken out of his house. And Joe Dirt is describing his wife. His lovely, and the lovely body bride. bag gets an erection. That just made me laugh because I was <laughs> I did not remember and I wasn't expecting it. And then Christopher Walken's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." The moaning made me laugh. Mm, mm, oh, yeah. 
but uh, that that's about it. Um, I hated the music in this, like, for the most part. That's fine. I, I, yeah, I guess I just didn't. I mean, I don't like Leonard Skinner, but other than yeah. that, I was just like, well, it's fine, whatever. But yeah, I'm not a not a Leonard fan. I don't I don't like Sweet Home Alabama. I, I they played China Grove by Doobie Brothers, which for some reason like makes me p- put my teeth on edge. Like I, I for some, there's something about that song that I hate, and I can't really put my finger on it. Um, but there there were just a whole bunch of things where I was like, uh, why do I have to hear this? And then uh, Crash into Me by <laughs> Oh yeah, Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave Matthews band. I was like, wait, are we having a sensitive scene here? What's going on? Yeah, that, He's going to bed. That was a real checklist of like, oh yeah, it's early 2000s. You, by default, you have to. And Dave, Dave Matthews, I think, is in one of their movies, isn't he? Uh, he's in a couple. I think he's... I want to double check. He's in Don't Mess with Zohan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking of. They're, they're buddies... I think he has a little cameo in a couple. Yeah. I like that movie, and I don't know why. It's so stupid. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Matthews. It. Come on. <laughs> I thought I had a, a list, but I didn't have a list. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> I I also liked uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan when I saw it back in the day. I you know that was almost a decade, or was it a decade ago now? Okay, he's in he's in Chuck and Larry, which I've only seen parts of. I don't I like. Not, I, yeah, I I had no interest in that one. That movie e- sucks. Even at the time, I was like, this feels uh, outdated. Yes. You want to talk about racist <laughs> Rob, Rob Schneider? Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Yeah, I just like at, whenever it released, I was like, are we still doing this? Like, this seems like it's ten years past, and it's in <laughs> poor taste. It was in poor taste then. Yeah. Oh, he didn't just go with it. The Jennifer Aniston one, one that uh, I don't know anyone who's seen that. I've seen it. It's it's like. Uh, oh yeah, I've like seen it. Like going to Rite Aid and getting a delicious vanilla ice cream cone, which is like it's cool and refreshing, but it's still vanilla. I don't remember <laughs> it at all. I watched it and yeah, I don't remember it. Okay. I feel like so it's her and there's like another there's an, another blonde in it. Maybe. Yeah, he's he's and gets gets engaged to some younger person that yeah. is a blonde lady. Okay. He's in just those. <laughs> the end. He's in just, just those three, but like I, they are probably like friends in real life. Yeah, I mean, I think they are. Yeah, it, it uh, might, it might be another like name? Vermont or New Hampshire. Uh, Sandler's from one of those states up there. He's basically Canadian. <laughs> You know what that means. He's got a he Canadian worth ethic. Oh, I don't say he knows Martin Kessler. <laughs> yes. You're like, he's Everyone... best friend with he's best friends with Dave Matthews. He knows Martin. Yeah, it's all it's all connected. He is Canadian. Yeah, and he co-wrote all those uh, Hark of Vagrant comics mm-hmm. with Kate Beaton. Exactly. Okay. Oh, this is a sad, not sad, kind of a sad thing. Uh, I have a new client, sort of. Long story, not worth getting into. Um, and okay. he, he lives with his <laughs> uh, a family member, his younger brother, who looks like and sounds like Norm MacDonald, and it is weird talking to him. 
That's a, I mean, that's cool. Let's get him to do some Norm jokes. You know, I, I need some Norm back in my life. It's like, it's like, what if Norm wasn't funny and just like, like a person who would like talk in that voice and tell stories the way Norm did? And it's like, mm. and sometimes like this morning, it felt like, should I be laughing at this? Oh no, he's he's just telling me a story. It's not Norm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I knew a guy in high school that always walked around and was like. Hey guys, I, I did the homework. I, I don't know if you wanna, you wanna check your work against it, but I know sometimes you have a trouble, you have a hard time during the history class. Oh, do boo do boo. <laughs> but he wasn't funny, you know. Adam Sandler does it. I'm laughing my ass off. That may have been a joke. I'm not sure. Uh, it, oh, it was. I just didn't want to laugh. <laughs> no, I appreciate you not laughing. Yes, restrain yourself. Uh, one of the last places I go in the movie is Simi Valley, which is uh, somewhere that is not too far away from me. I often had to go there for work when I was working. I'm about to start doing that crap again. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's also famous for being the location that the cops that beat Rodney King were from. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the Rodney King beating did not happen in Simi Valley, but that's where all the cops lived. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's, this has been interesting Simi Valley Facts with Joel. <laughs> I, I, do you guys uh, want to try to strangle anything else out of this thing? Uh, that we've said a lot. More know. than I thought we would say. Over an I, hour. Of the David Spade movies we have watched so far, I'd rank it Lost and Found, number one. No, no, that's a lie. Wrong Missy, number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Lost and Found tied with no, that's a lie. Lost and Found, <laughs> Tied with Wrong Missy, Joe Dirt, and that's it. I None. I would put Lost and Found first, for sure, of the ones we watched. And then, yeah, I, I mean, Joe Dirt and Wrong Missy are probably on the same level for me. Because there's things I like about both of them, and then there's things I dislike greatly. If, I, I want you guys to know, I, I didn't include the bench warmers on purpose. Yeah, no, I I also did not include the Benchformers on purpose. I never want to watch that piece again. Yeah, because that's the bottom of the list for sure. Like, yuck. <laughs> what, a, what a goddamn mess bullshit. I mean, we weren't saying this because I, I felt kind of weird, you know, being this, this vocally mm-hmm. foul in front of our guest. But yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> I hated it. I hated uh, it so much. I hated well, it so much. Yeah, like one of the many one of the many weird things in that movie we brought up in the episode. David Spade is afraid of girls in it. What what is this? A fantasy movie? It's David Spade. <laughs> he fucks supermodels in real life. He's, he's the Pete af- Davidson of his time. <laughs> yeah, he has the naivety uh, of of Joe Dirt when it comes to whether or not he's got game with women, except it totally works. Actually, <laughs> Joe Dirt didn't seem to have any problem attracting any ladies uh, until he got to California. And everybody else was kind of like, ooh, that guy's got a big smelly car. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, uh, but, Joel, just so you know, next time Jamie is on, you can be vulgar and gross. Like, I, I, he's been my friend for ha- over half my life. Trust me, I've said grosser and dumber and more vulgar things in front of him when we were like sixteen, seventeen. That's fine. This you are familiar with a person. I'd, I'd say the same thing about 
you know, one of my friends, like, oh, you can cuss in front of them, but you might feel uncomfortable cussing with them, in front, you know, in front of them at first, right? Got to warm yourself up to this person. Okay. How do I know he doesn't secretly, secretly resent me for disliking his favorite movie of all time, Benchwarmers? Uh, no. I th- wait, is... I can't... I'm not sure what his favorite movie is anymore. At the time, when we were younger, it was... I think Big Fish might have been his favorite movie when we were younger, but... I don't know if that still is still true. <laughs> it's a good choice, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if his favorite movie was Bench Warmers. I would just uh, question his taste. Like if you get if you love a movie, that's that's okay as long as it isn't something by uh, you know what's his name D'Souza or something. Steven D'Souza, the screenwriter. No, that's that's Stephen E. D'Souza or something like that. I'm talking about. The guy who made all like uh, Hillary twenty twenty four or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Or Barack Hussein Obama. And I remember Hussein. <laughs> Aren't you offended? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, so on. Since this is a David Spade movie, and there, I mean, he's the star. He's trying. He's reaching. He's trying something that he hadn't done where he's playing a, a nice character. <laughs> no, I mean, just not, not, not a sarcastic character for that thing. And it, it's, it's definitely a whiff, unfortunately. But on the David Spade meter, what do you guys say? Uh, one out of ten. Uh, or, he, no, one, one through ten, rather. Since he wrote it and started it and is actually trying, I'd say... Probably like a seven, six or seven. Yeah. Yeah, so seven sounds right to me because, like you said, he's a star of the movie, co-writer, probably even produced and stuff like that. It's just uh, those three points are like the real David Spade humor we were missing, and uh, the you know the movie's offensive, but not it's not the bench warmers offensive. It's just two uh, thousands offensive. Yeah, it's better than other movies of the time. Yeah, I think it's just because I I've watched some comedies from that time period lately, and this what and again I'm not saying it's just great, but just in comparison, I was like, this is not as bad. Like it, it was. Oh man, watching the Benchwarmers was really grating on me. I, I'll I'll get over it. It was just rough. <laughs> it was so rough. I'm so rough. sorry. It made me so tired. That could have been the one. <laughs> okay, that Dave, everybody canceled. Uh, he 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 wrote or co-wrote Dickie Roberts, so it might it might actually be be worth revisiting then. I think uh, I think I would like to watch that movie because like it's, I mean because the I ones I've ever the, seen it the ones he co-wrote or wrote seem to be the ones where he's actually trying and it kind of works so far. Yeah, I mean he knows what what kind of humor works with him. That's what that's why this movie's a little. More surprising than I thought, but I mean, it, it, like the the parts where Spade, da- uh, pardon me, David Spade shine through is when he had his like, huh? Oh yeah, and reactions like, oh no, I'm with it, kind of thing. But playing the the innocent, nice, dumb boy, kind of once again, kind of like the Water Boy, another very nice Southern boy. <laughs> that, uh, it's yeah, it just feels like a weird not working reach for him Mm -hmm. 
So that's the end of our series on David Spade. Uh, in the, in the end, I still love the man. Uh, and like I treasure SNL skits, I treasure those movies with uh, Farley that he did. And you know, like revisiting Lost and Found turned out to be a really good surprise. So I think this was a a, rou- a rousing success, is what I want to say. You know, I, I don't know how many more people joined the David Spade fan club, but I hope the number went up by at least three. I hope that and, people at least watch Lost and Found, because it, I was really surprised by it. It's actually pretty delightful. Mm-hmm. Yes. No one had, well, that episode isn't out yet. I still have not found anything confirming or denying Andre Zulowski seeing that movie. Or being on set <laughs> after he got divorced from the actress, he he watched it over and over again. Uh, they were, uh, oh, well, I mean, they were together a couple more years, so maybe there's some canoodling behind the scenes between her and David. Oh yeah, he like smuggled himself onto her plane ride back to France in her cello case <laughs> because the actress, for some reason, took the cello case as a souvenir. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he he is a bombastic man. That's a little too subtle for him. Yeah, I would I would like to. I mean, have any of you guys watched any like a like his Howard Stern stuff or, I'm you know speaking of that J Rogdale or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck his steroid name is. Uh, I'm sure he's he was like on that show. Maybe not recently, but back in the day. Like he did in in the the Today Show, he seems a little, once again, out of his depth, just like in Joe Dirt, and and more slightly more worried that the movie may not be uh, as uh, he saw it was. Although uh, <laughs> during that interview, there's people outside the window that are dressed like Joe Dirt, so <laughs> I think, I mean, this this movie made money. I think. Yeah, I've but, not uh, watched anything. I don't know that I've actually watched an interview with him. I've read stuff, and I remember there's a there's something about Chris Farley after he passed, and I don't know what I would have seen it on, but I know a lot of people were talking about you know how it affected that group of friends because it was I mean such a big tragedy for everybody, but obviously especially for them. And he they had some quotes from him around that time, and he just seemed so heartbroken and you know just bust and open about it so uh that's really the only thing i have for reference of him is like a real person not just on camera yeah i don't think uh spencer you you watch that kind of stuff anyways really unless it's more film related uh it depends or a semi-pro wrestler <laughs> yeah but more or less all right. Well, we don't know what the next series is. It's probably just going to be a regular old random series. Uh, we're actually going to record that episode tonight, and that'll be posted uh, as soon as the this episode comes out. I will post that on the Patreon page for the people who subscribe. Like I said, single dollar. Uh, you'll help us pay for the rentals. Uh, that's, that's about probably the biggest cost for uh, all three of us at this point. Uh, but uh, besides that 
You want to check out more of our stuff? Let's start with Mel. Tell, tell me where to find you, Mel. Tell me now. Plastic Werewolf on all social medias and uh, Cinema Parlor podcast. Sounds good. I uh, put some of these links in the last episodes. I've been slowly learning what how to put HTML inside the, the feed, so when you click on the thing, it should take you to either our Twitters or to our individual podcast stuff like that. But Spencer, what about you? Uh, I am on Twitter, Piano Player Pod. I, uh, I've been on other shows. I've been on Cinema Parlor. I've been on Movies from Hell. I've been on Grind Bend. Grind, grind Bend. The Grind... No, Grind Bend. Uh, I've, I've been on Mustachio Podcastio a few times. I'm talking about a third appearance. Uh, and, I, and I convinced Daniel to talk, talk about the Indian action movie. Because those always have mustaches. Definitely. <laughs> and I want to talk about Indian action movies. So I'll be happy in the future. And you know, other stuff. Uh, it's not too late to reprogram our next season. Not this show of a piano player. Yeah, I I have thought about that actually, but <laughs> I had a lot of fun with the one episode that we did. Obviously, that was drama, but yes, I'm sure it'll come around again. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, that's it. I don't know. I oh, I have a Japanese movie blog, Jailhouse Seven Zero One Japanese Cult Cinema, which uh, ten more reviews will come up. Well, pieces, reviews, whatever, and then I will stop updating it because I have other stuff I want to work on. And then red, red, green, red, black, and green—a celebration of African history. Eventually, I'll get back on that. Just writing about history is very time-consuming if you want to be uh, good with making sure stuff is correct. So, yeah, that stuff sounds good. Uh. <clears throat> I'm also on a uh, Shoot the Piano Player podcast with Spencer where we talk about serious movies for serious people. Seriously. And, uh, old podcast, Please Don't Send Me Outer Space, is still available at uh, pdsmios.com. Uh, more than 150 episodes of science fiction and fantasy movies and some fun action stuff like uh, that movie I was talking about earlier, Stone Cold. Which has nothing to do with the rustler. Cute. Okay. Cue the music again, though. No. <laughs> no. 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 Okay, it's fine. Um, I'm also doing let's plays right now, experimenting on that. The, if you don't know what a let's play is, it's, it's me talking over a video game while I play it. It's nothing complicated. I'm playing a <laughs> a hidden object puzzle game called Sherlock Holmes and the Hound of the Baskerville. And I just, I wanted to play something that would be fun to kind of poke fun at and also, you know, just just have fun. Easy. Not worry about zombies coming up to kill me quite yet. I'm sure it'll happen eventually. But if you search uh, Das Putin, D-A-S-P-O-O-T-I-N, uh-huh, and uh, JDT movies, that'll bring up my page. But I also have a link in the show notes. That's That's it. Thanks for being on again, guys. I hope this wasn't too much torture. Nah. <laughs> Let's all go drink so much that we forget bench warmers. Mm-hmm.